We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live post-game show slash podcast. The Lakers won. The curse is broken, people. They won, beat the Denver Nuggets. Finally, get in the win column. It was a great game from the Lakers. We're going to break it all down. Talk about the Lakers 121 to 110 victory. If you're coming in from YouTube, from Twitter, from Facebook, welcome in. We'll be taking your questions and comments throughout the night as we discuss what happened in this game, what allowed the Lakers to get a win here. Gosh, that feels good to see the Lakers get a W. Long overdue, but they get it done at home against the Denver Nuggets. Gotta love that. Joining me, Sean Spaces Davis. Sean, finally, they get they get the win. I'm so happy. I'm just I'm so happy they won a game and they they deserved this win. Gosh, that was so great to see. Oh, man, that was so fun to watch. And watching that team put together the runs. I mean, they went on, what, a 21-2 run from the end of the third quarter to start off the fourth quarter. And they actually had fun. They had a, some fun playing basketball, which uh, is really, really fun to see. Absolutely. They, they were enjoying playing together out there. We've got so many different things to discuss from this game. Just to run down some of the, the stats here. Uh, we've got Anthony Davis, 23 points, 15 big rebounds. We're going to keep an eye on that back issue. It looked like he was moving pretty gingerly at the end of the game there, but two assists, one steal, one block as well for AD. LeBron, 26 points, six boards, eight assists, 10 of 22 shooting from him. Troy Brown chipped in with eight points and six boards. Uh, Pat Beverly, five and five, five points, five rebounds, 18 big points for Lonnie Walker. We're going to talk a bit about him in, in uh, a little while. Then we had Russell Westbrook off the bench. One of his better games as a Laker, 18, 8, and 8. 18 points, 8 boards, 8 assists. Really great performance from Russ. I'm so happy to see what we did, what we saw out of him today. I know we're going to talk a lot about him tonight. And then you've got Austin Reeves, 10 points off the bench, 4 boards, 2 assists, 27 minutes. Thought he had a very nice performance for the Lakers as well. Let's get into some of these, these super chats here. Uh, Kyle Hampton, we made shots, we won. Interesting. Yeah, the Lakers, if you want to say, I've been saying for a while now, progression to the mean. I'm not the type that takes victory laps, but the Lakers shot 43% from three. Finally, they they hit their threes. 
30 attempts from behind the arc. So you know what though, Sean, I think there's more to this than just they hit their three. Like that's a big part of it. But I feel like they also took less than we saw in the first few games of the season, didn't they? Yeah, I think in the first two games against the Clippers and against the Warriors, they were shooting above 43s. Every game since they've shot under 30. I think it's like dropped lower, lower. This might be their season low in three-point attempts. And that's a good thing because this is not a good three-point shooting team. So take less, take take away the okay threes. Like, the, eh, okay, if we were a good shooting team, this would be a good shot. Take those shots out of your bag and replace them with all the – that's an excellent shot. We ran our offense while well, this is the look that we came up with. Use those shots more. And the Lakers have done that a lot more in the past few games. They shot, what, 13 for 30 tonight, I believe, from three-point range. And, um, yeah, they finally get a win after a couple of nail biters and the late game collapses. They finally were able to get a win tonight. Uh, Peanut Butter Badger says, about damn time. This game made me feel all types of emotions. LOL. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. That was This game was big on a few different levels. This game was big for this Lakers team to get a win. This game was big for this fan base to get a win and a fun win at that. Not a win where, like, you were up 20 and next thing you know, it's a two point game or something. And the other team misses at the end and you feel bad because you almost blew it. It wasn't that kind of win. It was the kind of win where the Lakers came out there. They were aggressive. They were scoring. They were getting stops. They were doing the things they needed to do. They were making shots when they needed to making big plays and they got a feel good win. And that's so important right now. And then this was important for Russell Westbrook. And I know we're going to get yeah. to him when we get into some of our super chats. But I got to say, it was so cool. We've been saying for over a year now that we wanted to tell the story of Russ having success in front of the L.A. crowd and that relationship being a positive one, and it just hasn't been. And tonight, we got a taste of that. And, man, that was cool to see. Oh, yeah, man. I think the first glimpse of that was when Russ did a couple between-the-leg crossovers and finishing over Jamal Murray. He had a couple of big shots. I think he had one three where – Trevor, you're telling me in the playback stream, the crowd was cheering for him to shoot it. Yeah. And he, and he knocked it down. Um, Russ, Russ was really good. And I was so happy to see what was it? 18, eight and eight. Not a big stat line guy, but I feel like the stat line is actually representative of how well he played tonight for yeah. the first time this season. Absolutely. He was great. Uh, Real said, not saying this because we won. I was here for the 0 and 5 start. But I don't really care what the record is. I just want to see a healthy AD and Braun in the playoffs. Uh, never know what can happen. I think that that has to be the the Lakers' thought process too. Uh, yes, we'll be paying attention to Anthony Davis's back. Clearly, it's still bugging him. He's got to get right. He's got two days off now before they have to take on the Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas in the paint. That's a physically demanding game. Um, all eyes on AD's back, and we'll see if, if he's good to go. But agreed, look, AD and LeBron in the playoffs, you've, you've got a puncher's chance against anybody with those guys. Yeah. Uh, Mario Hernandez, I like how the Lakers have accommodated the retired jerseys with the era the players played, and the Minneapolis chips have their own individual banner. Yeah, I think the Lakers did a nice job with, with all of that. Um, there were people who were going to be critical of Robin Genie not being out there to present that, but you know what would have happened. You know there would have been boos from the fans, and that would have taken away from the the, what their focus needed to be, and that was on George Mikan. So yeah. I understood why they were doing that. 
Comment says, let Russ cook. Brody is alive. Make sure it's the right Russ, you know, for our sake. <laughs> Not the one who's doing high knees on airplanes. Not I'm that sorry. One. Sorry, I'd be so mad. <laughs> Everybody's doing high, high doing uh, their sleep time, and Russ is sitting here doing high knees up and down the aisle. Russell Wilson, we're talking about there. Good lord, man, You're crazy. Isaiah said Lakers finally hit their threes. Thank goodness. I know you've got something to say about this, Sean. J Dog says thoughts on Reeves replacing Beverly. Better overall, Sean. Give us your thoughts. Austin Reeves into the starting lineup in place of Patrick Beverly. Does that need to happen? I'm going to try not to rain here, Trevor. So if I go too long, feel, feel free to cut me off. But this is something that's been really mind-boggling to me. And it's Patrick Beverly as the primary plate, uh, you know, facilitator and one of the main ball handlers and playmakers. It's just been so aggravating. I went on a longer rant on the playback. I'm not going to do that here. But, like, I, I agree with this. Austin Reeves is a connecting piece that moves so well off the ball, makes a lot of great off-ball cuts and a lot off-ball screens. But also when he gets it, Kind of to his own detriment, he's not looking to score. You have a lot of scorers on this team. So when LeBron drives and kick, kicks it out to you, he'll either shoot it, he's showing the willingness to shoot finally, or shot fake one dribble, another cunning player, and he's willing to make that pass and the right pass more often than not. So, yes, Austin needs to start. And also, you're not losing that much defensively. If You can make an argument. Because I think Pat Bev has actually made a bunch of pivotal mistakes defensively. It's one play that I was just yelling about in the playback stream, mm -hmm. Trev, where Pat missed a switch and didn't talk. Um, Reeves has the more size. You can do you have more versatility with Austin Reeves. So long story short, yes, Reeves needs to start. Reeves needs to start. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with that. Um, I, I won't restate what you already said. I, I think it does need to happen. Um, yeah. Oh, I've said, ironically, my concern is still our shooting. If this is what it takes for us to win, can we count on our guys hitting shots like tonight, most games? You and I talked about this on the Lakers Nation live stream of the game, that tonight it was about results over process. Typically, we're process over results, but tonight they needed a win. Some of those shots, the guys like, like Lonnie Walker were hitting, technically were bad shots, but they made them. And tonight, I don't, I don't for tonight, I don't care. For tonight, it's results over process. They need the win. They got the win. It feels good. Let's move on from here. But I think this is a good point that mo you can't count on these shots to fall all of the time. So what can you do to kind of refine things a little bit? But thank goodness tonight they did, and it got them the win that they needed. Yes. Also, really quickly, last thing about Austin Reese. Austin Reese has made eight threes on the year. He is, I believe, eight for 14 for three. He's wow. average shot three or four threes in the last four games. So like he's shooting the ball well uh, with a four, seven, 10, 14. He's a uh, eight for 17 from three on the year. So that's like 41%, something like that. 42, 47, maybe I don't know. that will get it done. That will get it done. Uh, Jaden said, the more I see, the more I believe we need a big and shooting. The Pacers trade gives us that, but would buddy and Turner start or would AD start at the five? No, if, if you're trading for miles Turner, you're going to pay him $17 million plus extend him. He's starting. He's starting. Now, He's if you're closing, probably not, but you're definitely starting him. Anime dude said anomaly or sign of improvement? Maybe sign of improvement. I, I've been saying, I think it's, it's improvement plus it's averages doing what they're supposed to do. Right? Sure. I've been saying, I've been saying for the entire time progression to the mean like this team is not a good three-point shooting team but they are not this bad their percentage will come up 
We finally saw that tonight. The percentages started to tick up. Actually, it started last game. They were above 30% for the first time uh, in the season last game. And now here they are hitting a 43% rate from three in this game. Again, do not expect that every night. It's not going to happen. But they're also not 20% from three, which they were at, at one point early in the season. They're better than that. And so you knew there were going to be some better days coming. So yes, they're improving. I think the shots they were finding were better. They looked like they were in more of a rhythm. Those things matter. So check the box for improvement. But I also think this is stats doing what they're supposed to do and averaging out of it. Yeah. Uh, EHM976 said, hold off on the trades. Forget uh, the midterms and the U Ukraine war. Breaking news. Lakers get their first win of the season. Let's have a parade. LOL. I guess there are much bigger issues going on in the world right now than the Lakers. But you know what? It feels so good for the Lakers to, to get a win finally and to see this team get a win, to see these guys celebrate. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset with celebrating over this. Um, hold off on trades. Like, that's the thing. Like, we can overreact to this to the point where a lot of people just go, oh, that's it. They don't need to make any trades. Everything's great. You're all good. I don't think you're there, but like, if you get more nights like this, this is what the Lakers front office was hoping to see right? They're hoping to see nights like this where it feels good. They're playing well. And next thing you know, you can be patient in making a trade. Now we have a long way to go before we can get there. We're one in five right now. So I'm not saying everything's good. Now the sky is clear. Everything's fine. No reason to make any deals. Saying this is the type of play that the Lakers front office was looking for and hoping to see in order to buy them more time to figure out exactly what they want to do. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, they would have hoped for it to have happened a little sooner, but six games in is fine. If somebody told you guys this Lakers team is garbage, it wasn't me. There's no proof of it. Let's make the playoffs, LOL. Yeah. Look, there was a lot of reacting going on to the first five games. And one game does not erase five games. That's true. But it's a small sample size either way. And so we still got to see what this team can, can really be. Um, but you know what? Let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy this one. Heck yeah. Quentin said, we shall sleep good again tonight. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. That's right. Got to win. I don't like, I'm probably going to go back and rewatch this game. Oh, you know it, Trev. I don't know Captain. if I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm going to be too excited. Uh, Nathan, we regress to the mean. Heck yeah, Trevor. All right. Uh, tonight feels good. Thanks for keeping the fans going daily with the show. Oh, thank you, Nathan. Really appreciate that. Glad we finally got that. This guy says, let's go one and five. Hey, 77 and five is still in play, guys. That, that's right. Not losing again. I will unsub if y'all don't give Russ the 360 award. Well, we don't have the 360 award anymore. We changed it. But nonetheless, you know what? We do need to do it. We've been skipping our awards so often because they weren't playing well. Let's do this. Superstar of the night. All right, Sean. LeBron James. 26 points. Six boards, eight assists. 10 of 22 shooting, two of five from three. Anthony Davis, 23 points, 15 boards, two assists, one steal, one block, 10 of 18 shooting. Russell Westbrook, 18 points. Eight boards, eight assists. I think those are the three definite candidates for superstar of the night, not to mention just their status around the NBA. 
Who are you giving it to? I'm not gonna lie to you, Trevor's gonna try to pull the breaking news clip because I'm not sure how many times he's gonna be able to use it, but never mind. Uh, Russell Westbrook, man. Um, you could go AD, but first off, how many times are we gonna be able to maybe give this to Russ? Um, I don't know, maybe all right, never mind. That feels like I'm giving it to Russ out of spite, but Russ played really, really well tonight. Um, 18 uh-huh. points, eight boards, eight assists, made some big time plays, the energy he brought to the floor. Not taking anything away from Anthony Davis, who was spectacular. And LeBron in the second half was a lot better than the first half. Yes. Uh, but it, I think this has to go to Russell Westbrook, man. He was incredible and played all right defensively as well. Well, since you went Russ, if you had gone elsewhere, I would have gone Russ. But since you went Russ, I want to shout out AD for playing. You know, for people, all the, everybody's saying he's so soft. He had opportunities to come out of this game at the end. His back was clearly bothering him. He told Coach Darvinham no. He didn't want to come out. He knew he needed to stay on the floor to help the team win. He did that. 23 points, 15 rebounds while playing against Nikola Jokic. 15 rebounds playing against Jokic. Anthony Davis played through pain, was a monster, and helped the Lakers get the win they badly needed, hit some jumpers, was doing things defensively. 10 of 18 shooting, that's efficient. So, again, had you picked someone other than Russ, I would have gone with Russ. But since you picked Russ, I'm going AD we got to give this man some credit, particularly for all of the stuff that's been thrown at him lately. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like, like you said, Trevor, it's so refreshing and it, it's so much more fun to tell the Russell Westbrook for sure. uh, feel good story. And, you know, he was great tonight. We saw some flashes in the last game against Minnesota. The efficiency wasn't there and some of the execution was off. But tonight, Russ was great. Um, and Russ off the bench worked. Um and so I would I would expect that to continue. And it was cool seeing him like getting positive reactions from the LA crowd and feeding on that. Yeah. And it, like I, I gotta you know, like that that made me smile seeing that. Yeah. Justice League said, We all felt that coaching was a problem, and here is our proof. I love Russ coming off the bench. It puts the fear of the fear of God in any second unit. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that too, in that. Coming off the bench means Russ gets to play against the other team's second unit. And it gives him greater opportunities for success than playing against starters. And then he gets kind of a rhythm going. And if he really has it going, then you see him get into close games and stuff like that. That, I think, is a factor when we're looking at Russ off the bench, too. It's what second unit on the other side can deal with with Russell Westbrook. What second unit in the NBA can deal with Russell Westbrook with a full head of steam? Exactly. Luis Westbrook coming off the bench is a godsend. If he can continue to embrace this role like mellow in Portland, he is easily sixth man of the year. There's a lot of good six. Yeah. We're, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Right. But if Russ were to play every game like this game for the remainder of the season, I think he would be a shoe in for sixth man. Sure. Right. I mean that, but that's, but, we're, we're talking about taking one, like, that's dangerous to even say, like, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves again. This is one game. But if he were to do that, then I think he'd be an easy pick for six man. I mean, also averaging 18, 8, and 8 is, uh, coming off the bench is a pretty impressive stat line. Yep. Joey C, people were killing LeBron because he played one bad half, saying he was washed and old. Haters sick after seeing how he played in the second half, LOL. Yeah, uh, our, our buddy Ron Gutterman with Lakers Nation was texting us saying that his old contacts in Denver 
Um, I don't know if they were within the Denver Nuggets organization or not, but we're calling LeBron washed. We saw LeBron. He was what? Oh, for four, oh, for five on lamps. At one point, Sean, you and I were talking on the live stream. It didn't look good. And then LeBron came back and reminded everybody of who he is. And um, that, that was great to see and much needed for the Lakers. I, I, I didn't even see that, Trevor. I should respond saying, uh, did you text him back yet? <laughs> Tell you. Brody said, Russ, little shimmy, added swag and fun back to the mix and changed the momentum. By the way, Braun getting closer to the Bamba-esque low-cut shadow fade. LOL. Man, LeBron just needs to let it go. Let, let it, it go, go, man. Let it go. Um, it was fun. It was fun seeing him get into the mix, change the energy, change the pace of the game. Um, uh, that could be the, the path forward here for Russ. Butt kicker said, Russ and Braun seem like they found a good balance. This team covers up on any defensive slips. Team just has to keep shooting and get out of the slump. I don't disagree with any of that. I think defensively, I don't know. I think defensively they've, at the start of the season, you know how you, Trevor was just saying stats, you know, kind of balance themselves back out. I feel like the defense was coming for a point where it kind of went back down a little bit more to the mean. They'll still yeah. be a good defense. And the offense ris has risen up. I feel like we're slowly approaching that because I feel like since the Portland game, things, has got a, things have gotten a little bit worse defensively. Not like panicked worse or anything. Like you're going from the top three defense in the first three games to a bottom three defense or anything like that. Uh, same thing with the offense, like bottom three to top three. But um, I, I, I feel like they've had a lot more defensive lapses than we saw in the first three games. So they've had a lot more of these past couple that they need to clean up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Joan Oliva said, my week has instantly become better. Lakers 2023 champs. Let's pump the brakes. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's one game. Thoughts on Jones' performance. Wenyon's looking better. Yeah, my guy Damian Jones did not look good. Having trouble catching passes. And I mean, he played two minutes and Darwin said, nope, that's enough. Let's, you know, Jokic just took him to school. So Wenyon Gabriel got nine minutes as the reserve big. We saw a little bit more of LeBron at the five for a few moments. I, I mean, Thomas Bryant, when he comes back, gets a look. But if you do ultimately pull a trade, I feel like the only things that we're seeing are things that confirm that getting a big in a deal might not be the worst thing. Call, call Spurs or Pacers. Or Pacers. Uh, Russ Redemption arc would be good for the NBA, man. This super chat looks like a Portland fan said, we are Rip City. 
Um, Sick picture. Love that. Yeah. 100%. It'd be good for the NBA. Be good Davis for Painter. Too. Is Kendrick Nunn in the doghouse? Kendrick Nunn on the night. Three minutes, one for two. That's it for Kendrick Nunn. He did hit a three. John, give us your thoughts. Really quick. Um, I feel like a lot of people have been, you know, just being overly negative with Darvin Ham. And I had, I've had some gripes of Darvin through, what, five games in his first oh. year as a head coach. But one of the things that I, I've admired about him for the most part, obviously that Portland game with Russ is probably the outlier. But when he he's pulled the plug early on a few of these guys, has made some of the necessary adjustments sch- schematically and with the rotations. Like Austerese has played more recently. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, who he gave a large leash to the first couple of games. Recently, it's okay. If you're not performing, you're getting yanked. Very, Packs very over quickly. feelings. Yeah, backs over feelings. And he's played, I mean, what? This was like an eight-man rotation tonight, basically. Like, this was your starting five, Russ, HBK, and Matt Ryan. You know, we'll, we'll throw some money out there, too. Yeah. Right? So, you know, kudos to Darvin. And I still think this team is going to need Kendrick Nunn at some point um, to, to get going just as a guy that you can throw in the game and, you know, knock down some big-time buckets for you. But, you know, give give Darvin Ham some credit because schematically this is a massive upgrade on both ends of the floor from last season. Right, right. Agreed. Uh, Darvin Ham did a nice job there. Look, Kendrick Nunn, I think Lonnie Walker was outplaying him and that's who he's competing for with uh, for minutes. And, you know, I mean... I'm not going to be upset with him not playing none as much because the Lakers got the win and that's what they needed. And they needed a little bit more size than what none provides. And there you go. David said, hi, Trevor and crew. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, feels good to win. Do you think this is the blueprint going forward with Russ leading the shock troopers thoughts? Uh, what made the threes better? So I'll say, yes, I think this is the blueprint moving forward with Russ off the bench. Uh, what made the three better? I'm assuming he's talking about the three-point shooting. Were they getting better looks, do you think? Or this, this was just they made shots, whereas previously they weren't making shots? I think they were just making shots, honestly. Like, outside of the Lottie three, where we're like, no, 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 no. And he honestly and might he have got foul. <laughs> and he uh, fell down that one. Bad outside shot, of, good result. Bad shot outside of that shot. And... I want to say LeBron had one too, where you're like, eh, I don't know about that, but he hit it. Um, I feel like these are like the exact same looks the Lakers have done all year long, mm-hmm. where we're like, process over results. Sure, we're like, okay, cool. That's a great shot. Offense is moving the ball, driving kick, the motion offense, so that your sets are doing good things for you. Just got to knock it down. And tonight they fell down. So um, I think these, no, no in depth thoughts or analysis there. I feel like the offense is just getting you the, uh, um, same looks that you've been getting, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think that, that really it's you, you want to simplify and say it's a make or miss league tonight. They, they made their shots. Carlos Ramirez loving this rust. So underrated on the defensive end. Mm. This so far has been solid. Man feels good. Give Russ his props. We don't win this without him. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. that you don't win this without him. When I think about Russ on the defensive end in this game, I think he had a really nice block. At one point, uh, where he came flying over and blocked a shot, and then he had—I uh, thought the rebounding—he had a number of just timely 
and very important rebounds, including one at the end where he rebounded the ball on the offensive end, got an offensive board, came flying in. And then instead of doing the, the rusk, you know, quick turn and flip the ball back up, he recognized time, recognized situation, dribbled the ball out, held it, drove, and then got himself to the free throw line. It was a great play followed by a smart decision. And that was just great to see. Really quickly, uh, out of post game, Darvin Ham, uh, resent, uh, putting out the same sentiment amongst all Laker fans here. Darvin Ham saying, tonight we needed to prove something to ourselves, and I'm so proud of how we responded. So, you know, just needed a win, basically. Yep. That's all we needed. And uh, Anthony Davis also said he called tonight a must win for the Lakers. So, it was. Know. It was indeed. Uh, Sean, I don't want to get out of place here on my, on my Super Chats. Can you hit the star in your roll button? Yes, I can. Absolutely. So uh, let's get into it, chat. Star in your role. All right. So who is it? Uh, not Russ, not LeBron, not AD. Which role player was the best tonight? Sean, give me your pick. I feel like a lot of people are getting mad at me, and I don't care about Austin Reeves. Okay. Um, Lonnie Walker was great. I'm not taking anything away from Lonnie. So chat, don't bombard me with angry male but um Austin <laughs> Reeves like first off he had such a difficult task of guarding Jamal Murray for most of the game especially when he was in there and I feel like we got to separate good defense from uh great offense and like getting cooked defensively just not being able to guard Austin Reeves was phenomenal defensively tonight forcing some incredibly tough jumpers from uh, Jamal Murray, and then offensively too, like we talked, Trevor, uh, just a connecting piece that you can throw into a, a side pick and roll of them, get downhill and make a play or knock down threes. Thank you, Austin Reeves, for shooting for once. You you can shoot the ball, shoot it, man. We need you, Austin um, Reeves. Yeah, so I mean, what he's like eight for fourteen in the last four or so games. He's eight for seventeen from three on the season. Just keep shooting and you know keep making winning plays. And Austin, a lot of the stuff he doesn't the loss of the he does do excuse me does not show up on the stat sheet and um he was great tonight lonnie was great too but let's give it to austin uh i will go since you went with austin reeves i will go with lonnie walker 18 points for him five boards and lonnie's so in the third we got into a point where i was saying on our live stream over on playback that we were in in the danger dangerous time where sure. the lead got pushed i believe it was pushed to eight the Lakers needed to get stops, and then they needed to respond with scores and get things rolling the other way. And Lonnie made a number of big buckets. Now, again, there were two or three of them where I went, oh, that's not a good shot, and he drained it. Um, so I want to give him credit for hitting those shots. I won't say that process-wise they were great looks, but he knocked them down, and tonight it's about results over process. Uh, he made buckets when the Lakers really, really needed them and helped to push the Lakers with momentum into the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go with Lonnie Walker for uh, for my pick there. Uh, Mike said, the Pat Bev trade is looking worse each week. Any chance he's moved with none after December 15th? Throw in a big, that's $20 million. That's Buddy Heald money, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a $13 million expiring contract. Patrick Beverly is. If you were to put him and none together, that's uh, about, what, $17, 18000000 million? 18 and change in expiring salary? Yeah, you could go get... Miles Turner with that. If if the Pacers just wanted expiring contracts and a pick, but then you're also committing to keeping Russ because you're going to need both those first probably to move Russ. So if you make this kind of a move, if you package together Pat Bev and and Kendrick Nunn, which by the way you wouldn't even have to wait till December fifteenth because Nunn's already on a contract. Pat Bev wasn't a new signing, 
Um, so yeah, you can go ahead and do that just about whenever. Uh, yes, bottom line, short, long story short, yes, you could you could get to a Buddy Heald or a Miles Turner or someone like that if that's an acceptable deal for the Pacers or whoever it is you're trading with. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, man, I, I agree. But like you said, you're committing to Russ for this season. And maybe if you keep, if Russ is still playing this well, and you're saying, okay, cool, we we feel like we're just a player, one singular player away. That's a tough call. Like if you're uh, Rob Palenka in the front office, like you're like we're one player away, whether that's Jakob Pertl, Buddy Heald, Miles right. Turner, one of those guys, then sure, I feel like you do that because now you the, the benefits are you still have some of that cap space for next summer. You still have one draft pick, especially if you're doing like a Miles Turner trade, especially. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could talk yourself into that. But, again, you're committing to yourself with the Russell Westbrook for the rest of the season. Uh, Reginald said, pins and needles, good win. Boy, Sean, you and I were on pins and needles on the live on the live stream. Yeah. I was I was living and dying with every play, for sure. I don't think I relaxed until it was like 45 seconds off on the clock. Uh, this comment says, I think this game showed that if we swapped Russ for some shooters and had Schroeder fill a backup point guard role with some competency – we could be around top four in the West. What jazz pieces would you target? There's a rumor out there from an account uh, that posts, posts Utah jazz rumors. I have no way to verify the validity of it. We've talked about it in, about them in the past, um, saying that the Lakers and jazz had re-engaged on some talks or whatever. You know, look, again, I'm not going to give any validity to it because I don't, it's not like it's Mark Stein, who I know is legit and has sourcing and all that kind of stuff. But in theory, the Jazz, you'd be looking at something with like Jordan Clarkson and maybe Conley and, and stuff of that nature. Bogdanovich got a contract extension, which means he's off the free agent market. Free agent market looking thinner and thinner every day, it seems like, uh, for this summer. So that's something for the Lakers to factor in. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know what you, I, I need to see what they're going to get out of Dennis Schroeder first. But in theory, on paper, that's essentially a sound concept i just don't know if top four is really the ceiling or, or or what yeah and also utah is probably at the bottom of my list now out of the four teams i've been mentioned without um, bogdanovich yeah without bogdanovich just like now any package i mean if you can get vanderbilt then it's still at least interesting but like if there's no vanderbilt available and bogdanovich is traded mike conley malik beasley and jordan clarkson is not good enough it's not better than any of the other packages in, in a perfect world, and I don't know that this package exists, but in a perfect world, what I'm looking for if I'm the Lakers is I'm looking for a big and at least one wing that can shoot and, and preferably defend. Trevor, With, oh, my, yeah. oh my God, I, I found the perfect package for you. What's that? San Antonio. San Antonio. So you're getting Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson, that's old school. Josh yeah, yeah, Richardson. Jason Richardson, man, he was fun uh, when he was with the Warriors. But Josh Richardson, maybe uh, maybe McDermott, and then you're getting perhaps Yaka Pertle. Interesting package there. Nathan Diamond, we regress to the mean. Hell yeah, brother. That's right. Regression to the mean for the win. Progression to the mean if you want to go that way. Uh, tonight, we're sleeping well. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. On Halloween Eve, we are sleeping well. Nothing scaring us. Tonight, uh, Solzy, rest AD for 20 games or season-ending injury. I don't uh, think AD wants to rest for 20 games. 
I don't think. I mean, I, I don't understand super chat, but I mean, okay. if I, I, I don't know. Nothing really annoys there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This team was moving quick with LeBron on the bench. Thoughts? Uh, were you surprised? Is that a good thing? The pace that we saw them playing with when LeBron was not in? I think when LeBron's not in, you have to go a thousand miles per hour because and I feel like that's a big reason why that second unit played so well, which again makes freaking sense with Russell Westbrook out there. But that second unit with Russ, or at least that unit that I think that the team that went on 21 to 2 run was without LeBron, I think. I might be wrong. I have to go back and watch, but a rewatch. But um, that's not a good half court team. Like the no. team with Russ in the bench, that's not a good half court team. Like when LeBron's on the floor, you're, you're running a lot more half court stuff. You're still trying they to get, have to get stops. Right. You have to get stops. But with, the, with that second unit team, you're trying to get stops and get out and run and go 500 miles per hour and go make all the dunks and highlight plays and, heck, even miss a couple. But that's how you have to play with that second unit, and it worked. Uh, we saw some AD in there, too, so I like the way we played. Reginald said, AD played through something. I'm shocked. Come on, just, just, just give the guy some credit. Give the guy some credit. Uh, love Lamar. Okay, I know you're going to want to talk about this, Sean. Did Ham start drawing up offensive plays? Seemed like we had a lot of different open looks. Maybe I'm crazy. You and I had a discussion about this on the live stream. Go ahead, hit it. Okay, so again, another conversation where I'm not going to rant too long and Trevor pulled the plug like Darvin Ham pulled the plug on Kendrick Nunn tonight um, if I go too long. But like the notion that Darvin Ham doesn't run plays, it's false. So it's not like he's just started drawing up plays. It's one, by the way, they have, in terms of their half-court sets, which is different from their half-court offense, uh, they have over a hundred half court sets. The problem is, and I talked about this, and we talked about this, Trevor, on the live show, is that they aren't run. They're running too many plays. Honestly, like the execution is so terrible. That's like me running fifty five plays with our high school team. Like that's just way too much. You're overflowing their brains, and now when you try to throw in an, an out of timeout set, the execution is terrible because they're like, oh wait, crap, am I supposed to be in this spot? You're trying to memorize so many different plays where Darwin, you know, trim that down to like 50 or so and just focus on the execution, focus on and then add in new plays as you go along. But throwing a, throwing in so many plays at the beginning of the year, it was very uh, interesting on, on his part. But no, they definitely run a lot of plays. The offense in terms of the shots it creates is, is great. But um, yeah, tonight they, they knocked down the shots and, um, Russ and LeBron and AD, they they all played really well, really, really well. I think it's a good sign that um, when they do run something, more often than not, they're getting a good shot. I think their issues on the offensive end come more when they're just kind of freelancing, just kind of yes. doing what they need. You know, So I, I see them run stuff, and it tends to work. Um, for example, the play that they ran, and this is in no way, look, Russ had a great game. I'm not trying to pick on him here. But uh, the play they ran out of timeout in the fourth quarter that got Russ a layup from LeBron and he just dropped it out of bounds uh, yeah. off the pass. That was a great play that they executed. Like people look at Darvin Ham and they, people see teams not scoring and they assume they're not running plays. And that's not necessarily the case. And we we've seen more often than not, when the Lakers run plays, they're getting really good open looks. The problem was they weren't knocking down those looks. So now today they knocked them down and it makes it easier for people to see that they are running stuff. They are. Yeah. 
Reginald AR-15 shot the ball, shocked again. You know what? I mean, he needed to get a little bit more aggressive, but it was just a mindset shift, and uh, and he did it. Credit to, to Austin Reeves. He he played well again, and, and like we said, he should probably be in the starting lineup at this point. Allen, Rob needs to trade none for a shooter with size for this team to have a chance if Russ is staying. Also, we need a center that's not Damian Jones. It's hard to find a shooter with size for $6 million, for $5 million and change. That's what Kendrick Nunn's contract is. So that's not an easy task. Um, I don't disagree with the concept, but easier said than done. Again, Spurs trade. Russ adjusted to how he's being guarded. Good agree. Trevor, you, made, you made a point in the past, which is a very good point. Like, a lot of players, like, you think, oh, man, you just have space, right? They're daring you to shoot. A lot of times, those players that are guarding you like that with that much space, they're flat-footed. Bro, you're Russell Westbrook. Yep. Go drive the ball at them 100 miles per hour. They're flat-footed. They're not on their toes ready to guard you. Take the Blow space. by them and finish at the rim. Mm -hmm. And yep. he did that tonight. He did. He did indeed. Larry Brown said, this was a feel-good game. I've said it before. Trade Braun. Terrible three in the last few possessions that forced him to tweak his back. Uh, let Russ cook. Saying trade LeBron after after this game, after a win? I mean, first off, you can't, even if you wanted to. Correct. He cannot be traded right now. Not till the summer. I don't, yeah. We're not, we don't need to analyze all of that. Uh, just Beasy said, Lakers win, baby. That's right. Let's go. No time for negativity, but is it just me or is Kendrick Nunn giving us the same productivity that he gave us last year. Oh, man. I'm not trying to be negative, but... And then they follow with a, with a negative comment. Look, I get it. I know. Kendrick Nunn has not been great this season. Um, from a, a salary cap perspective, in terms of bird rights, they'll actually have early bird rights on Kendrick Nunn, which will give them an advantage to keeping him. Um, compared to other players, Troy Brown Jr., Lonnie Walker, all the one-year guys, you, you don't have bird rights on them. So there's real incentive for the Lakers to get Kendrick Nunn going and get him performing at a high level. That said, facts over feelings. Tonight, the Lakers needed a win, and Darvin Ham decided Kendrick Nunn couldn't be a major part of the rotation if they were going to get the W, and he was right. So can't complain. I just think eventually you need to get better production out of him, and if you figure out that you're just not going to or that it's just not a fit, then maybe you look to move him. But you have to remember his salary situation and the way the bird rights work. And I think that it, it behooves you to find out, can he be something for us moving forward and really make a firm decision there before you would consider, you know, casting him off yeah, and trading him. Uh, Matt Ryan is a secret weapon. He tried on defense too. He tries on defense. Doesn't he mean did. he's good. No, but he, he does try. He knocked in a, a three for you there. You know, I, I think in limited minutes, Sure, he can come in and give you a little spark, knock in a three or something like that. And I also thought Darvin Ham made the right call when he pulled him and put in Austin Reeves. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Chase Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, Matt Riggs, everyone was clicking tonight. We need this energy on a nightly basis. Russ has embraced coming off the bench and seeing Darvin Ham's vision. Speaking of which, Darvin Ham had a quote post-game. And uh, Russ, Darvin Ham said that he told Russ that coming off the bench was going to help him in the team and that he was going to put him in position to lead a charge, a wave off the bench that could build momentum. It's in, in quotes now. It's tailor-made for a group as it's built for him to be in that mode, that attack mode where, hey, I'm still Russell Westbrook. I'm still that guy. Um, you know, just go, like I said, a thousand miles per hour. And yeah. um, it's great to see again that Russ is buying into this role where he's kind of being allowed to just go be himself, you know, yeah. with the bench. Mission accomplished there from from Darvin Ham in this one. Um, the energy was great. The energy tends to be better when you're making shots true that, that's really that's part of what it comes to you could see this team was getting frustrated by their inability to hit shots tonight the shots fell and everybody was all smiles uh, that's sometimes it's what this game comes down to uh nate says matt ryan needs 25 to 30 minutes asap wow I'll not go that far that's that's too far 15 is too much yeah we're talking about a quick maybe a quick stint in the second quarter when you just need a shooter and then maybe a little bit in the third that's that's about it uh, Jared said, I think we need to trade none, especially with number 17 coming back. I think Thomas Bryant will be good for us. Huge win. But what are you getting for Kendrick Nunn right now? Not, not, mean, not a ton. So much, yeah. And then also, I'm not going to lie to you, there's a part of me that's a little bit nervous for when everybody gets healthy because then I feel like we're going to be seeing some crazy lineups with Trying all to reiterate people have and i mean also thomas bryant can't be competent like damien hasn't played well and thomas bryant isn't playing well either then you're really going to have to either make a trade or go try to find a backup big so it's gonna yeah. be interesting and there are bigs on the market to be fair there's there's big there's plenty of bigs out there on the market but yeah um you need you might need to do something about the, the center position, particularly if, if AD is getting banged up like this. Intel Wild loved the win, but we shot 43% from three. That's not going to be happening a lot this season. You're probably right. Yeah. But you know what? I don't think they, like, they beat the Clippers and they beat the Blazers if they're shooting 32% from three. I think I think it's okay to expect that. I think Low we can 30s, agree. That's, you know, that's terrible. I'm not saying it's good. But that's, I think that's possible. I think it's fair to expect them to shoot that well. Yeah. I think we can agree also that this team's record wise is one in five, but this is really like a three and three team. 
Yeah, with with normal regular shooting, they would probably be three and three right now. I think that's that's fair. Sure. Uh, Tyler, we need shooters, but we still need to keep Russ. Good luck trying to get your shooters then. Yeah, I mean that's where you're packaging up like Patrick Beverly as an exp- expiring contracts essentially, and like a pick is what you're trying to do if you're doing that. But again, like we're a day ago, people were were screaming for Russ to be traded now one game happens and suddenly it's Russ is being kept. Like we got to be careful. We don't ride the roller coaster too much here. Right. Yeah. I mean, celebrate the win. Absolutely. And, pr- and give Russ all the credit in the world. I'm not saying you definitely have to run out and trade him I'm saying this is definitely a step in the right direction. And maybe you keep progressing this way and it keeps working and, and that's great. And that gives you all kinds of options. Fantastic. Let's do that. But I'm not saying that after one game, you just immediately go up. Oh, that's it. All problems are are solved. Russ is going to be a perfect fit from here on out, and we are good. Let's go. Let, let's see multiple games of this before we jump to that conclusion. Absolutely. Uh, Terry Williams said, we need Whiteside. Mm. I mean, that's one of the bigs that's out there. Dwight, Hassan Whiteside, Boogie Cousins, right? I mean, those are the types of bigs that are out there. Derek Favors, maybe? Yeah. This win is because of Sean. He's so intelligent and well-spoken. Oh, well, appreciate it. I try. I learned from Trevor, so give Trevor. There's a nice compliment there for you. Um, Reginald Thomas, 20-2 to run with LeBron on the bench. Hey, that was impressive. I, When I see stuff like that, though, I don't – you have to remember small sample size. You can't jump to the conclusion and yeah. go, oh, my God, 20-2 to run with LeBron on the bench – LeBron is the problem. Get rid of LeBron, and it's smooth sailing from here. You're talking about, what, like a four-minute stretch of basketball. Look, it's great that it happened, and it's great that they pulled that off. That That's phenomenal. And hopefully a rust-led bench can continue to do that, because if they do, they're going to win a lot of games. But I don't think you can necessarily use just that as evidence for making concrete decisions that are going to last for the – from here on out really really quickly i'm gonna take it the other angle i think it's a good thing because it shows you like first off anybody thinks this team has a shot of winning anything without lebron james let's calm down Mm -hmm. but i think it's a good thing that or at least it's a promising thing rather that you can win games or you can go on stretches and be phenomenal that's the best run like and maybe i'm being over like i'm reacting to and living in the moment too much but i don't think we've seen a run like that in the lebron james laker era where lebron's on the bench and whether it's ad or whoever else on the floor the lakers just go on this incredible run like well it was legitimately like 21 to 2 run lebron goes out i think they're down eight lebron games comes back in and they're on this 21 to 2 run um and I think it's a good thing, right, that this team is is capable, rather. Again, it's a small sample size. Don't expect this to happen very often. But, you know, is capable of going on runs and staying in the game, but taking leads and going on major runs without their best player. Like, look at Golden State. That's why Golden State's been so sustainable, man. Like, they Steph Curry's awesome. But, like, if Steph has to – he's in foul trouble, the ship doesn't stop. Like, they're, they're going to keep going. Uh, Adam Christie said, is there a way to get Buddy Heald or Miles Turner without trading Russ? Uh, just real quick. Yes, it would be stacking up Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly. 
and then adding in draft capital in order to go do that. Just not saying whether or not they should do that, but that's that would be the, the path to getting there. Uh, William Davis said, hopefully this can be a big momentum boost moving forward. It looks like Russ is embracing the new role. I like it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I hope it does give them that confidence, that momentum. Again, I'm not expecting them to shoot 43% from deep every game. That's not going to happen, but hopefully this does give them that, uh, that momentum. Mamba mentality. LFG fam. Now we know what it takes. Uh, the team should play like this. A few runs in the win column is the cure. For me, best star of the game is Russ. Star in his role is Lonnie. Runner-up is Reeves. I mean, I, I would love it if they always played like this. Again, I'm not expecting the shooting to stay, but and this is definitely cause to celebrate. There's reason to be excited. We saw success. We saw them play well. We saw smiles. We saw everybody being happy. We saw the team clicking. This is a damn good night, Sean. Indeed. Um, and then you got opportunity to stack a couple of good wins up. You got the Pelicans coming into your house on Wednesday night. And then you got Utah. The Lakers, you, you're going to have an opportunity to, to get comfortable at home. Like uh, between now, it's Halloween on the East Coast. So for my East Coasters, happy Halloween. Uh, from now until November 22nd, the Lakers only have to travel out of Los Angeles one time. And that's to play Utah. So, There's some tough games though, but sure that helps. I don't know, man. You know, Brooklyn can Brooklyn is not good. <laughs> that they are struggling as well. Uh, Caleb Beverly Nunn and a first to the Pacers for Turner. Follow up with Westbrook Christie and a first to the Hornets for Hayward, Washington or Ubre. Is Christie really necessary to make that deal work? And Sean just doesn't want to see Christie go out. <laughs> in the deal. He's trying to add value into this uh, to make that that deal work. I mean, you could. You could you could explore something like that. I don't know if you do the follow up trade if you if you're able to get Turner. Well, we'll see. Um, Sean, you want to go ahead and do uh, master lock of the night? We hit the button on that one. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into a chat. Master lock of the night. All right, this is a very positive show, of course, but we got to put something in, or someone. And the master locker, good buddy, Chris, the masterpiece masters finishing hold. We always take whatever was particularly annoying from the night from the game. And we put it into the master lock so far. I think the master lock has only gone to like Lakers players mostly. I don't know, but Sean, what are you putting in the master lock from this game? I want to go Pat Bev so bad, but you know <laughs> what? I'm going to throw it into Jamal Murray uh, only because like, not he didn't do anything wrong. That's the problem. He was like, he's so good. I'm first off, I'm so happy to see him back. But like, there were just so many plays. We were like, okay, that's good defense. And he just shoots the most ridiculous shots. Like, he had that one where he like spins twice on AD, the one on the perimeter. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, Trev, but um, I don't know, Jamal Murray. But you know, he's he's really, really good. Probably Patrick Beverly, though. Mine. It's going to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, why? Why do you have to go and do this? Shooting 10%, and I know the answer is my own thing. It's progression to the mean and all of that. But he's shooting 10% from three on the season. And tonight, he's hitting sidestep threes like they're nothing. Three of four from behind the arc. In my head, I was thinking, oh no, the Lakers are finally going to have a really good three-point shooting game. And they're going to find a way to lose anyway. 
because somebody like Aaron Gordon is going to take shots that you would be celebrating if he took on most nights and he's going to make them. So Aaron Gordon, just for making a sweat a little bit there and shooting three of four from three when teams are ignoring you behind the three-point line with regularity, you're getting the master lock of the night from me. Didn't he hit like a sidestep three? He with did. He did. Inconsiderate, Aaron Gordon. Inconsiderate. Uh, Try 22 said, counting stats aside, aren't you guys a bit concerned LeBron isn't as capable as you'd like? Trade or no trade, for the Lakers to have success, LeBron has to be a top five guy. And right now he looks more like a top 15 to 20 guy who's containable. Is this feeding into like the LeBron is washed narrative? Like, Maybe. I don't know. First off, if a 38 year old who's a top quote unquote 15 to 20 player who's quote unquote containable, like that's still pretty damn good. Um, like that's ridiculous. If we're saying this about a 38 year old in year 20, um, but no, um, I'm not. I think if you look at LeBron's threes, he has a shallow from three, but for the most part, especially the ones he's missed, they've been all short, all front rim, easy adjustment. I think LeBron's warming up a little bit. I will say this, like they're he's not getting the, the, the calls either that you would like. Um, that again, I, I'm going to continue to say this, but LeBron James as a Los Angeles Laker has consistently been the worst officiated superstar in all of basketball is not close he doesn't get to whistle at Giannis or Joel Embiid James Harden Steph Luca Trey Young, any of those he doesn't get that whistle and I think that also plays into a factor too because he's shooting more because he's 38 and he doesn't want to get uh, driving into the lane and thrown out uh, out of midair and not get a foul call so I don't know man I I, I wouldn't push the paint button too too yet yeah I'm not going to worry too much on, on LeBron just yet he's still showing us that he can play at a very high level Dwayne Taylor, I can finally watch the Lakers replay. Yep, that's right. That's right. Rewatch that one. Billy said, if Russ finds his groove off the bench, would trading none in a pick for a shooter be the best move in order to hold some cap space flexibility? Yeah, you could do that. If you can find somebody who only makes like $5 million and can be a shooter, or you can stack up none in Beverly and do something like that. Uh, Digital Monk said, maybe AD... Needs to ask Shaq for some Icy Hot. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I'm sure Shaq would help out. Uh, Farid said, love y'all and the show, fellas. Russ seems comfier with this role. Do we trust that he can keep this level of play off the bench at least to gain leverage? What is sustainable and what's not from this win? It's a good question. Um, can Russ sustain this? I, I'm not going to assume that's what's going to happen. I'm hopeful that he can continue to have success off the bench. We've seen now, I think, two uh, good games off the bench from him. The turnovers were not great last game, but uh, but he's made some good plays uh, in the last two games. So I'm hoping that this becomes a thing. As far as what's sustainable and what's not, uh, the shooting is not. But I think the energy, the the fight, the passion, all of that is. The shot creation is. And again, I think if they are shooting just a respectable percentage from three and not necessarily 43%, they're going to win. They're going to win plenty of games. Yeah, I agree. Not to reiterate too, too much what you said, but uh, the shot creation, the defense, the uh, looks that the offense is going to generate, that's all sustainable. I think six games or so, we're starting from an offensive scheme standpoint. It's enough of a sample size to be like, okay, yeah. These are the looks his offense is going to generate. Just 
you know, make or miss league, make or miss league, or are they going to hit the shots or not? So mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Terry Williams says none and Walker for Eric Gordon. That could be another name. That's that's none and there. Walker. I don't know why am I trading Lonnie Walker. Yeah, that's that's not enough salary to get there. Um, none and Beverly would get there, I believe. Uh, Mark says, finally, seemed like the Lakers have worked out their hierarchy, unlike the last two years, but more like the 2020 championship team. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I, I would hesitate to go that far because while yes, it feels like people are slotting into more comfortable roles with Russ coming off the bench and who knows, does, does Russ want to really play off the bench? Maybe if he keeps having nights like this, he will, I don't know. But the 2020 team is such an outlier. You, yeah. It's very rare to see this because every player on that team with the exception of Kyle Kuzma, and they talked about this at length, every player on the team showed up to Las Vegas, to LeBron's camp, a lot of new faces. That was a pretty much a brand new team. And every player had an immediate understanding of what their role was and exactly what they needed to do in order to win games. That's very rare for that to happen. So I would hesitate to compare this team having their roles kind of fit a bit better right now to that team that won a championship in part because they had instant chemistry I think that that's two very, very different things, but it did look better. I think there's still going to be some clunkiness with this team in terms of the overall fit, in terms of how many guys, how many guards you have and how you don't have another big maybe to help AD and you still need more wings. I don't think this team fits together perfectly just yet. There's still a long way to go, but that 2020 team, again, is, is such rarefied air that, I would hesitate to compare most teams to that squad in terms of how quickly they came together and fit. Yeah. Uh, Beast mode. Thank God. Ham benched Beverly. Best move from the coach by far this season. Right up there with not playing Kendrick Nunn tonight. Yeah, Pat was not not always great um, so far. John Blue, best third quarter I've seen in over two seasons. So there was a point where the Lakers, it was like a, what, 11-point swing or something? They were they were up four at halftime, and then they were down seven. Maybe it was down eight. And we were going, oh, no, here's the third quarter again. And then they went on that big run. So for like half of the third quarter, it was the same old story. It was the end of the third quarter where they got it rolling again and gave us, and yes, best third quarter because of what they did in the second half of the third quarter, not the first half of the I was about to say, man, those first few minutes were really, really it was scary. Yeah. I was, I mean, appropriately fright, frightening since it is Halloween coming up. Uh, do you think we can get Duncan Robinson for Miami for two seconds? I think you can get Duncan Robinson for Miami, but Miami's going to have to give you something. That I mean, Duncan Robinson, he's what? I think he's got three or four years left on his deal. Three years, a lot years. of money left. Miami's going to have to give somebody something to get off of that contract. Fills yeah. a three-point need. Not the best defense, but maybe Ham's system can hide him. Huge fan. Yeah, you. he's he's a bad contract. The The Heat, in order to move him, they're going to have to pay something. Um, like, let's say this. If Duncan Robinson, let's say he's making 
18 million. Let me double check real quick. He's making 18 mil. He's at 18 this year. Okay. So if he's at he's at 18, uh, he's at he's at 17 this season, 18 next season, 19 the season after, then he has a partially guaranteed 20 million. I don't have the full details on that guarantee. So partially he has guaranteed, it's uh 9.8 fully guaranteed. On that 25, 26 season? Yep. Okay. So you've got a lot of money. A lot of money still owed to Duncan Robinson. So let me put it this way. If you're the Lakers and you were to send Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly to Miami for Duncan Robinson, you should expect some serious compensation coming back to the Lakers for that. Like Miami should be giving the Lakers stuff in that deal. Low keys, like Duncan in a first, like reasonable. I think that's fair. That's, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking because you're absorbing a lot of money, clearing some money off the books for the Miami Heat. That's not a contract they want to be saddled with. Do you do that? I'm talking myself into it a little bit. Are you, do you do that trade? That's a, that's a lot of long-term money to take on. And the Lakers, like that means, let's say you decide you're not going to trade Russ. If you're going to keep Russ, a good chunk of your cap space is now gone for next summer. Fair. On that. So I don't I don't think you do. True. Uh, with AD clearly hurt, should that force the Indiana trade? Maybe just a trade in general. I haven't been the big... I haven't been you the sport or the Spurs. I haven't been the big like oh eighty at the five. You know it's gonna make them bang down the, on down low with the with opposing big sky. I feel like that's a theory that you know um, hypothetically makes sense, but doesn't always come true. But I made this point on the live show tonight. Like there there are times when eighty tries to do clean something off the glass. It's happened so many times where. He goes tries to clean something up off the glass. He does a good job, but somebody else comes right behind him and they get the put back because there isn't like another dude out there that is that is his size that could just go grab a rebound. Yeah, um, that's why I think Ayaka Pertica coming man, who's also a good shot blocker and is actually a good rebounder, which is something that Miles Turner, at least statistically, is not. So, um, but Turner can shoot the three, and and, and Turner is a better shot blocker and also a better perimeter defender than Pirtle, But. Yeah. They, they both have their pros and cons. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Turner is clearly the, the pick here. Like, Pirtle is very, very good as well. Uh, Campbell Burgess, I like this point here. Russ came back with five minutes left in the fourth, and the standing ovation he received from the crowd literally gave me goosebumps. Lakers fans can be harsh, but are the most passionate in the entire league. I missed the standing ovation. That's so cool. He got cheers. I know that for sure. I don't know if he got a standing ovation, but he definitely was cheered by the crowd. And I mean, this is just well said, this comment. This is well said. Um, it was very cool to see. Like, in, it was one of those, you know how sometimes you have those, there's times where you look back and realize how big a moment was in hindsight. And then there's times where as something's happening, you have a, a, a very profound understanding of how important this is. Um, I'm not comparing the two, but Kobe's final game, the 60-point performance, as it was happening, I was just it. It was very clear how incredible that particular moment was, and what we were watching was. And this is again not the same, not on the same level at all. But seeing Russ get those cheers from the LA crowd, and seeing Russ successful with the Lakers, and seeing Russ have that kind of a moment, it, it was indeed it was big. It was in in that situation in that time. I went, man, this is this is important for him. I don't know what this means for the future. 
but it felt like that that meant something. The the best moment I can describe it from, and it's so unfortunate. We talked about this on end last year, Trevor. It's so so unfortunate that we did not get that Russ buzzer beater against mm -hmm. Toronto in LA. Yeah, man, that would have been so cool True. to see Very Russ true. get that game tying three at the buzzer in front of the rocking loud Crypto.com Arena crowd. That would have been fun. Talk about goosebumps if Russ had hit that in crypto. Would have been tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Big Meech said, Wenyan's got to stop shooting threes and jumpers, though. Yeah, I yeah. agree. He had a couple of uh, weird, like he had a, a baseline mid-range jumper that just threw off the rhythm of the offense. Uh, I think he got benched shortly after that, and good call by Darwin, but um, I do agree. Uh, Scott Moore said, love the show. Y'all kill it more than Michael Myers. Well, thank you, Scott. Appreciate it, and good, good reference there. Uh, winless in October would have been scary. Indeed. Can you send the pick of Russ hugging Austin to Charles Barkley? Joy is back. Remember that Charles Barkley said the Lakers had taken the joy away from Russell Westbrook. Winning cures all tonight. Winning cures all. That's right. That's right. Jason bench points were the difference in the last two games. Fire emoji. Yep. And, and a lot of credit to Russ there as well as the other guys, but a lot of credit to Russ there. Could we get Miles without trading? Isn't it amazing how many people don't want to trade Russ now? Yeah, I was about to say, man, like <laughs> 12, not even 12, eight hours ago, we were all saying trade Russell Westbrook. Let's calm down. And now everybody's saying, how can we keep Russ? Uh, Michael, yeah, they can. Again, um, not to rehash it too much, but yeah, you would stack up uh, Patrick Beverly's contract and Kendrick Nunn's contract would get you there. Again, I'm not saying Indiana would do that. Just, yeah. Uh, Terrell B, did you guys notice how differently Braun wanted to close out the game compared to Russ? What are we referencing as far as LeBron wanting to shoot a three towards the end? Or, I mean, that's the case. And I mean, I don't know. Like, LeBron had been hitting his jumpers, things like that. I mean, I wouldn't look too, too much into it. All right, we're going to do a couple more. Uh, KM said, we need Cole Swider. He is hurt. Uh, we don't know exactly when he's going to be back. So he's hurt. Uh, Swider, Ryan Reeves trio sounds really nice. Maybe he's a two-way contract player. We'll see. But right now he's hurt, so he's not available. Really uh, Jordan, cool. is there a timetable for when Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant are back? So it was three weeks from the time of injury. The time of injury was, or, or from the, the statement that came out, I believe it was right before the season started. So it's been, what, a week and a half? So probably another week and a half until they get reevaluated and then you got to ramp them back up and practice and everything. So two weeks probably at the short end and most likely a bit longer than that. I would, I would say, and it depends on when they go in for that reevaluation, what is determined at, at that point. Really quickly, going back to that last super chat, it's been a dark, it's been a, some dark days where the Austin Reeves can't shoot crowd. That is true. That is true. He's been shooting well this, this season. And again, I, I think he's probably earned a shot in the starting lineup. Um, all right. We are going to wrap things up there. I know we have a lot more super chats to get to. Uh, I'm way behind on them, which is as usual. And again, we are so appreciative of everybody who's contributed with their, their comments and questions. Uh, I will get to them on tomorrow's show. I'll add them into uh, tomorrow night's show and we will start getting ready to take on the Pelicans coming up on Wednesday. But Important part, the Lakers get the win tonight. 
no longer winless. They get the win against the Denver Nuggets. Russ plays great. The Lakers play great. They get the W. It feels good. Tomorrow we're getting candy. Let's go. Let's go. I love it. Sean, oh, that was fun. That was fun. Wow. Always good to have a show like this where we can celebrate a win. Yeah, man, it's so fun. And guess what? I get to do a best play breakdown finally. Let's go. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us. Make sure you are subscribing to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel and follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Toss us a review over on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.